There it is. I tell you what, this is all we need, a dancing Michael Paul. There it is, my fa- one of my favorite songs, Justin Timberlake. You know, I'll tell you something. And Gene, you know something, we're getting old, right? But sometimes these young kids, they actually put something out that we like, and that's one of them. Good morning. Well, good morning. <laughs> okay, Gene Valentino. As long as, as long as we're not dancing around in Speedos, I think we'll be okay. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. This is America, and we don't wear Speedos in America. That's just the bottom well, line. Michael, you're setting me up for something. I don't know what. <laughs> no, sir, I would not do that to you. You're you're one of my you're one of my favorite <laughs> favorite go to people. I don't want to I don't want to tick you off for any reason at all. But anyway, uh, so that put me in a good mood. There's there's a lot of things to be positive about, especially if you live in Florida. You know, I was telling Ted earlier we were discussing you and having you on this morning, and you know one of the things that we look at over here in Mississippi, a lot of us we look at Florida. And we say, wow, you know, the place is growing. People are moving there from other states. They're coming in. You've got a great governor over there, Ron DeSantis. We, I, mean, I mean, we've got a good governor, too. Don't get me wrong. I like Tate Reeves. But Ron DeSantis seems to be sort of ahead of a lot of things out there. And I think he is probably one of those folks that is going to be eventually a national candidate, and I mean president of the United States, uh, or at least run for it. So the national news media, it appears, has really sort of caught on to that, and they are, they are trying to do everything they can to make him look bad. While I was gone on vacation, and you and I talked a little bit while I was gone via text when I could get it, uh, and, and Ron DeSantis, you know, he was, he was maligned by the national media on purpose. And it, I haven't really seen the 60 Minutes interview, but I wanted to have you on to talk about him because you know this guy he's your governor and uh you know what's going on with this 60 minutes interview and what is the real story in florida with regard to you know the the vaccines what ron DeSantis is doing i mean i just think we all need to hear the truth and hear it from somebody who's on the ground in florida can you can you explain yeah i'd be glad to well, first of all, kudos to Governor Reeves. He's he's doing a great job in Mississippi, and there seems to be a southern alliance along the Gulf Coast that's coming together. It's more than just um, uh, the successes in Florida, but yeah, I've um, while you were gone, uh, this uh, uh, sixty minutes reporter Sharon Alfonsi, uh, took the cheapest of cheap shots, and what's embarrassing is that they got caught red-handed with their pants down. And uh, and what's really terrible is that there's not even a sense of humility and a willingness on 60 Minutes' part to apologize. It really drives to the fact that you cannot recklessly uh, use a machine gun in a theater, and, no, and, and free speech cannot be so free in the same way to in, empower or entitle these big media Mongol, uh, Mongols to, to, to take cheap shots at people individually or groups of people collectively and get away with it and hide behind the New York Times versus Sullivan 
defense that, uh, well, you're a public figure, Michael, so I'm going to barbecue you on the news tonight. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. It's, it's too offensive. It's too fundamentally wrong. And in Ron DeSantis's case, he called him out. He called him out beautifully and blistered this um, Sharon Alfonsi in particular. I remember as a kid watching 60 Minutes. We'd all sit around the TV. It was a weekly documentary uh, that you could rely on that was considered the most credible um, narrative of the week to get some insight on something. Today, uh, it's in the same category as Saturday Night Live. I mean, it's just dropped off the charts in terms of credibility. What is what is going on? You know, the national news media, at some point in time, the, uh, let me back up. There's some lawsuits that are out there. There's some that are coming. I heard, uh, I heard uh, someone on Tucker Carlson last night, that O'Keefe guy, he's going to sue the New York Times for defamation. I think that, that they are reaching out there and, and using this decision, Sullivan, as their sort of uh, linchpin that's not going to get them in trouble. And I think that things are going to change with this because they are actually out there with malice trying to hurt conservative candidates and conservative people in the United States. I think that the tide may turn on them very soon. You know, CNN's lost a couple of big lawsuits lately, especially that kid, that kid that, uh, that they uh, so maligned. About yeah, the, that's, you remember. Well, that. let's hope you're right. Let's hope you're correct. I think that I think the t- if anything good is to be garnered from these the bad series of events that we've suffered from lately, is that it's now time, and the courts need to do it if the uh, legislature won't, and that's to set the new precedent in place, reversing New York Times versus Sullivan, allowing individuals whether they're public figures like Ron DeSantis or more private like you and me, uh, to be able to step up, secure an attorney, and sue the you-know-what off of them if they've, in fact, done uh, what I'd consider a tortious harm to, um, uh, to us. It's, uh, it's called being accountable for our words and our deeds. Now, back to your point before we run out of time on Ron DeSantis. Yeah, the Florida has half the federal the, the financial budget of New York State. Florida now has hundreds or millions of more people in population in Florida than New York State. Florida has half the tax base or less than New York State with grade schools K through 12 and an infrastructure and highway system and oh by the way it's not raising taxes. That's the uh, interesting part to me. You, you know, New York, they're looking at raising taxes right now. And Florida, Ron DeSantis is looking for ways to cut taxes. Yeah, I think this is exactly why um, uh, on so many levels we need a, a national protective voting system that is independent of the states. Not that I don't mind the states administering the process. But this is not a socialistic um, um, power grab uh, of, of, uh, of government. I'm talking about a system that protects the integrity 
of your next vote for your president. If you are, one thing we all have in common for sure is we all vote for uh, a president. That's right. We do not vote for the state same governors. We do not vote for the same U.S. senators, state senators, and representatives. But we do all have a, a commonality in that we choose a president and vice president. That's right. There That's needs the- to be absolute protection on that issue, and the voting rights process embedded into a constitutional amendment that you and I have talked about in the past. We have. A voting process that's legitimate and consistent nationwide after you establish a nationwide citizenship criteria. <laughs> that's, the, that's the big thing, isn't it? Because we look up and we see how California has changed. And the reason why California changed is not because the people of California changed. It's because of the people they brought into California that were different from us. That is a fact. You can look at the numbers. You can see how Ronald Reagan was probably the last true conservative president, excuse me, governor that the state of California had. And it's all because of immigration from south of the border. All right, let's move on to another subject. And this is a little tricky. This is something, you know, there is something here. We don't know what it is, but it's a little odd. We've seen it on the national news. You're very close to us. In, uh, in northwest Florida, and you have a congressman down there that's been, a, that's been sort of accused, I guess, in the, in the press of some very odd things. Do you have any insight on Matt Getz and what's going on there? Well, we always say a man and woman are innocent until proven guilty. Absolutely. But let's face it, there's a, a, a preponderance of evidence that's, pers- that's, that's uh, been in and out of the media even long before Matt Gates became congressman in District 1 of Florida for the U.S. Congress. Uh, there's been, uh, first of all, one thing for sure is he has been charged with a DUI and got off it somehow, but he was pickled pretty good and um, arrested for a DUI. And I think uh, Daddy Warbucks, his father, Matt uh, Don Gates, former uh, superintendent of schools and entrepreneur in his own right, successful entrepreneur in his own right, bailed out his son uh, in the uh, Matt Gates. Uh, President Trump was smart to distance himself when it became more obvious more recently that uh, what the heck is going on with this guy? If I have a, if Trump has any fault, it's that he relied even on the past administration and people, Republican or Democrat, that have that didn't help him in the least and were whacking him in the knees while he was trying to run sprint the 440 if you know what i mean yeah sure and matt, matt gates was a um a very loyal advocate of uh donald trump but and wrote and rode uh, the president's coattails but um uh you know we're all responsible for our own actions and inactions and God willing, if Trump gets back into office, he will do a complete enema on everybody <laughs> before uh, before bringing anybody new near and around him. He needs yeah. to vet these people much more carefully, including the likes of a Matt Gates. Yeah. Okay. So just so people will know that don't that don't follow this, 
he, there's been some rumblings, and I think it came from the New York Times, about some, uh, some sexual improprieties with young men. Is that true? Is that what they said? Well, he had he had some level of re- alleged level of relationship with um, men and women under age, and the issue made national news recently because of the uh, transportation of uh, someone under eighteen years of age interstate crossing state lines. So that's where the media and and let's face it, it's selective prosecution. Matt Gates is right about this. Even if the charges are against him are correct, they're selecting him. You're going to tell me that we have over one hour of video of Hunter Biden snorting cocaine, having illicit relations with underage people on a uh, server or Hunter's laptop, and the FBI chooses to do nothing about it? Yeah. And what happened to William Barr? who had everything stacked up, Attorney General under Trump, to, to, to prosecute this through John Durham, special prosecutor out of Connecticut, and nothing gets done? Where, who are the deep state villains that quashed all that? It, it, it mutes, it, and it makes the Matt Gates issue a non-issue. If you fail to trans, uh, uh, prosecute the Hunter Biden antics, Putting his sexual proclivities aside a second, what about the illegality of his uh, self-serving interest in the millions he's made in true Russian collusion, (laughs) what they accused Trump (laughs) of, was true Russian collusion and prior with China. It's It's ten times more pervasive than anything Matt Gates did. Yeah. Or allegedly did. Exactly. Allegedly. You're right. You're right, alleged. Okay, we're out of time, unfortunately. Gene, we're at the bottom of the hour. We've got another guest coming up next, so that's it for now. But we appreciate you so much joining us this morning. Thank you. Always good insights. Always a pleasure, Michael. Love being on with you. 7.30, bottom of the hour, Fox News break, and we're back with Steve Wilson. Good morning.